0: back, Cal listeners. This is Methodical Millions, where you can better your future and better yourself. I'm seeing a term all over Twitter, which is called rug pulling, and it seems like it's happening a lot in the crypto space. Can you give us a definition of what that is?
1: So a rug pull is when a certain cryptocurrency gets issued. People start buying that currency and then the value of it or its market capitalization starts growing and growing. And eventually it just crashes to zero or near zero in a matter of hours or days. Most of the people who have invested their money into that token have either lost it all or lost most of their funds. It's effectively, it basically gives the idea of the coin being a scam
0: and hence the term of a rug pulled right underneath you. I've seen it on Twitter. I think Mark Cuban mentioned he got rug pulled. So this is the classic pump and dump where people will boost up the hyper anticipation on an asset. And in this case, with a lot of these tokens, let's be honest, people are looking for a get rich quick. These are probably people who are new to making money, want to try and make a million dollars if they have a regular job. And what happens is we're in a unique moment in time where. There's things like Discord, Telegram, chat services to pump up things and someone will release a coin and then big it up on social media, throw them to some influencers. And I'm pretty sure this kind of thing is illegal, at least when it comes to the ICO movement. So if you remember, there were the beginning phase of rug pulling because people raised hundreds of millions of dollars for a piece of paper saying this will be the next Bitcoin. And. They got real money in the form of Bitcoin and Ethereum towards a new token, and at the end of the day, we're talking five years later, a lot of these never materialized and the biggest distinction between a normal failed business in entrepreneurship and a scam or something that is disingenuous is what are the intentions of the founders? Do they actually want to work on something, or do they just want to get rich and the crypto space being unregulated is rife with this kind of thing it's prone to getting people who are new to the space who don't really understand the technology but just understand that they could essentially convince others to give them money it does attract some of the unwanted attention for sure and what makes rug pulling i think popular in terms of a term now is because a lot of these tokens are superficial they don't have much of a use case so we've talked about bat before that one you get paid in that token as you watch YouTube videos. I'm not gonna comment on the supply or efficacy, but I've held some for a while. Seems like it does its job, it's not dropping to zero, and there's some stability there. So when it comes to this type of investment, number one, things that actually tend to work are already high risk. So things like investing in the next Tesla or the Ubers of the world when they're really early, There's a lot of uncertainties that can go wrong, even with the best intentions and understanding that if you scrape together $5,000 over 10 years and that's all you could have saved and you don't have any excess money. In fact, you've got credit card debt. Maybe you've got bills to pay. You've got an expensive lifestyle. This is where you may run into trouble, which is you throw this $5,000 on a token and it disappears in days. That's got to be the worst feeling in the world. You're not going to get any return back. And there's no one you can go to to say, well, can I exchange my coins for anything back? You'll get $50, maybe a hundred dollars, maybe $200. And the idea is people are pumping these coins on these chats to get a following. And there's no difference than playing penny stocks. People used to pump those and I think they still do. So you almost need a caveat to say, I'm going to get in and get out. So if you want to try and ride the wave, Maybe you'll jump in, get a quick 10% in five minutes and get out. This is almost like buying options. You almost want to have a hyper-focused strategy where you can't go long on this because they're not viable. These aren't viable projects in the short term. Maybe one out of a thousand works. It's not even a risk factor. Just the likely outcome is zero. And if you're using all of your money in one play, then the likely outcome by extension is that your money will go to zero. And if it takes you forever to save that money, it's a big deal. That is probably not the wisest choice. That's precisely it. Like you mentioned, it is basically
1: a pump and dump scheme. The challenge is these coins basically are in the decentralized finance field. So basically there is no regulation. No one can get charged with this because they can't really track Properly, who created the coin and they don't have their information so it's all about doing your due diligence doing your research and even then you're still subject to risk of volatility of macro events of even micro events regarding to that certain creator or certain coin that you're trading or invested in so never put all your money into one place there's too much risk with that no one really knows what's going to happen mark cuban put a sum of money into a coin called Titan. And it was rising and it got to a peak of $64. And then effectively overnight, it dropped to near zero. So I'm talking hundreds of a penny. Effectively, it becomes illiquid. It becomes useless and valueless. You can't even sell your holdings for anything or next to nothing. And then he admitted that he didn't do his research as much as he should have. He was calling for the regulation of stable coins. But the thing is, you're asking now for something. It's kind of a double-edged sword. The reason you're liking it is because it's decentralized and not regulated, yet you're calling for regulation. So there's two schools of thought there. And that's beside the point. The point is that these come with huge risk, And there are ways that you can really realize how this happens. So just to cover a few things, you have a few ways this could happen. One obviously is The developers usually have a large holding in the coins they're making, and at certain point when that coin is performing well, that you decide to sell or dump all your tokens or coins at once. And that causes a crash effectively in the coin's price and could cause further panic selling from other investors or traders and increases the downward pressure on the price to the point that eventually there is no liquidity left. And also you have another way could be that might not be from the developer themselves. It could be one of the whales. So a whale is basically a person who's holding a lot of coins from that coin and would do the same thing. So that could also cause a downward pressure and create a lot of selling.
0: Yeah, I'd love to get Mark Cuban on the pod, if anyone knows him personally, to get his opinion on crypto and that situation. But it goes to show that even billionaires get things wrong and business is uncertain. Making money is uncertain if it was certain, it wouldn't be interesting. It would probably be regulated out. We couldn't all be billionaires, and then money wouldn't matter anymore. It would just essentially drive the prices of everything up anywhere else. And what makes being involved in a rug pull on the receiving end after you've invested so much money, what makes it so bad is that you're not going to go trade it anywhere. So Cal, like you were saying, it's worth pennies on the dollar even less. If you bought a car, And it depreciates 50% in four years. Most people really hate that experience. They buy a Jaguar and then they never do it again, unless they're ultra wealthy. So depending where you are in life, there's decisions that are financially sound that make sense and there are decisions that aren't as good. So losing $70,000 on a Land Rover in four years because you wanted one, if you're only making $50,000 a year, that's not really fun it's not going to help you grow. You might be more in debt. You might've squeezed your monthly cash flows. You might've been stretching just to pay this thing. And then all of a sudden you get buyer's remorse. You start saying, that probably wasn't the best decision for me. I would have been okay with at this point, a $5,000 Honda Civic. So being able to frame what's right for you is important. How to think about where to put your money. What is the best decision? Are there cheaper alternatives? Do I have to buy that new lease? Can I buy a cheap car cash and focus on myself and All of a sudden, your identity will shift from showing off to pretending you have nice things and not even enjoying them because they're expensive, like treading water in a pool. You can only do it for so long. The alternative is to say, I just bought a $1,000 Honda Civic. This is my identity. I'm trying to grow a business or I'm trying to improve my life. And all of a sudden, you start to broadcast this aura or energy of this is who I am. And just like anything else in life, Not everyone's going to resonate with that. People might look down on you. People might say, oh, you're driving a Civic at this age. And you're never really going to escape that. The goal is to tune out the filters of people who bring bad vibes into your life and who bring you down and focus on the good, focus on the things that make sense for you. And what you'll quickly realize is that making sense to you is probably the most important thing because you can ask 10 people for their opinion. It doesn't matter. You're going to get eight out of 10 the same opinion. One or two might be occasionally unique and helpful, but that's if that other person had those unique set of circumstances, some unique advice. That's why mentorship is so important. That's why understanding where you want to be, where you want to go, and being okay with it. We're alive. That's the biggest gift we have in life. Nothing else matters. Everything else is so small, so mundane. If you live in a nice country, it's not the end of the world. You've got everything ahead of you. There's no reason why you can't grow into someone like Mark Cuban, even if you get rug pulled once in a while. Yeah, if anything, it's a learning
1: experience, right? So that's the thing, you try to avoid how people will judge. And the reason I believe a lot of people fall victim to that is because, like you mentioned earlier again, is the promise of getting rich quick. So some of these coins were promising 30,000% returns in a year. So something ridiculous, right? Now I'm not saying that can't happen, We've seen examples that in life that are like that, but not every coin issued would reach that. And it has to have a fundamental reason for it to get there. So when there's so much money flowing into crypto, and the reason is people want to get rich quick. They want to buy the Range Rover and the Jag, and they want to show off. I'm not saying everyone who's into crypto wants that, but a lot of people can fall victim to that. So they say, if I can put my money in and 10 exit or 100 exit in a matter of, hours or days, then why wouldn't I? And then they get alert and fall victim for greed. I made this much, this quickly, what if I hold it for longer? And eventually, with something that doesn't have true fundamental reason for it to increase in value, it will collapse, even if it wasn't intentionally a rug pull in the first place. So it just happens that it crashed, someone ends up having a large position, millions of these tokens or billions of them in some cases, and sells them all and like, you know, I'm happy where I am going to sell. I'm going to dump all of that I have. And it causes an absolute liquidity drainage to the point that even if you want to sell what you have, you can't. So there's nothing wrong with putting some money into that. Just be careful. Do your homework. A lot of these coins are audited. So if one of them that you plan investing in isn't audited, it is a red flag. You need to know why it's not. You get the feedback based on the legitimacy of the coin. There's a liquidity lock. So the creators of the token or the project would do that on purpose to give the investors a sense of security that this is for real. And we're here to stay for the long haul. And we intend to grow and plan to develop this coin to do something useful or be of benefit of some sort. So there are different ways that you can really, really do your homework. And even in these cases, there are no guarantees. Now in a regulated market like the stock market, you still get pumps and dumps with penny stocks. And sometimes we get stung and that's where you come and do your research. Even if you want to put your money into it, there's always risk involved. So risk management is very, very key, even when it comes to crypto. So just make sure that you always put in what you're feeling comfortable that you can risk and knowing and planning ahead. Yeah. What's
0: that audit process like? Is it just viewing... The token on the binance or the ethereum smart chain i think you can look up things like how many wallet holders there are and how many coins are being minted who holds a certain supply so do 10 people hold all of the supply or is it distributed and these are indicators that you can look for and investing in businesses is quite similar so you want to look at things like is the business making money is there demand in this case for a token Versus demand for a business, are there customers? Is there liquidity in this coin? And at the end of the day, these are only best guesses. You may have to invest in ten tokens instead of one, and instead of using your full five thousand dollars, and you want to put fifty dollars into each, and a thousand x on fifty dollars is still amazing. Fifty thousand dollars. Think about that. You're still gonna ten x your original five k on one of those investments, and This is how angel investing works. The pros don't do an all or nothing approach. Some do, and then they brag about it. There is some survivorship bias. I don't necessarily disagree with putting a lot of money into something. I did that with Tesla. I believe in if your conviction is high relative to your earnings, it's not a bad thing. In fact, the outcome could be good if it's an educated guess, but the only downsides here are going to be that you have to be prepared for both outcomes. You have to be prepared to lose your shirt and go sell lemonade on the street. You could run into a situation where all your money goes away and then you're going to feel the squeeze. You're going to feel that pressure to outperform your job. You got to hustle. So at the end of the day, the message is the same. Are you a hustler? Are you going to put in the work? Are you going to learn? Are you going to grow? Are you going to study these coins or study a business you want to start There's so many moving parts that the more you can touch on and learn, like the roots of a tree, a strong tree grows with many roots. It doesn't grow with one small one. Maybe it starts with one small one, but eventually you want to have your money in lots of places. You want to be doing lots of things because this prevents running into an existential risk of getting fired from your job. What's the first thing that happens when you get fired? I've been fired years ago. And all of a sudden, You think, what am I doing with my life? I'm not where I want to be. You start asking yourself these questions and they're not a good feeling. So in order to avoid running into this problem of letting others decide your future, you want to do many things. I'm all for investing crypto because if you live that lifestyle, North America or anywhere, where you don't own your success, you don't own your future, I would recommend learning about crypto. I think it's empowering. I think a lot can be taken from the idea of thinking about money in a different way. Also understanding that the classic authority system of a bank says, yes, I can give you a loan. You gotta pay me 9% on this line of credit or 20% on this credit card. These are predatory amounts, they're very high. Banks don't have a fair advantage because they can lend that money out nine times. So for every million dollars they save, they can lend out $9 million and charge 9% a year. That's like getting 100% a year on your money. That's not a fair system. You think the person that charges you fees is looking out for your best interest? You are the customer. So if you can move to a DeFi system, if you can build on a DeFi system, you can learn about it. You can make a YouTube video and educate people on DeFi. You can say, okay, this is what I've learned. You can meet new people. You can start to talk about the space. You can go on Reddit. You can go on Instagram. You can go on TikTok. You can go on Twitter. There's unlimited platforms right now to speak your voice and to say what you learn, no matter how small. I mean, we've been doing this for just over a year. It's not going to stop. We really quite enjoy it. I'm having a great time. I'm learning a lot. These kinds of things grow over time. And all of a sudden, the value you put out in the world by being genuine and wanting to learn and wanting to grow, that's when the universe speaks back to you and says, here's some value. Here's what I'm going to teach you. Here's what you can learn about. This is just a half motivational, half cautionary episode. Just to say that rug pulls happen. It's almost like getting kicked down, like you're getting fired from your job. That's not an expectation. The right way is to let people know, you know, this isn't really working. We have to get on the right track. These are our expectations. But the definition of a rug pull is you don't expect it. So use it as a metaphor for life. When these kinds of things happen, what are you going to do? How are you going to pick yourself up? How are you going to grow stronger? How are you going to bounce back, not let it happen again? And only a fool will do the same thing twice. Where you get a rug pull happen and then you go into the next one. And then I promise you that feeling is going to feel way worse. So if you ever play a penny stock or options trading and you lose a bit of money and then you close the position and you try again, you want to double down. I'm going to win that money back. I'm going to trade better this time and you lose more. That feeling is way worse than the first time. And in between, you never studied why it could have gone wrong. That's why the markets are in open water because. People go for that get rich quick all the time without understanding. So if you learn at like a 10 to 1 scale versus what you invest, or when you do invest big, you're going to hyper learn. Let's say you're investing in a token that you really actually believe is a good one. You're going to follow every bit of news and you're going to look for the things that show you that this project's growing. You're going to research the founders. Did they launch a coin or token before? If someone like Mark Cuban launches a coin, he's not risking his reputation on a rug pull. So do they have the backing of people? And back to the last statement about regulation, I just wanted to bring up a point we can cover in a future episode, but Ontario just banned people from trading on Binance. And I wanted to bring that up because it's news to me, it's shocking, it was a decision regarding, I think some kind of compliance, the Ontario Securities Commission said, this business is not good, not following our laws. I think UK also had a similar stance This is all within 48 hours. I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to find out. We'll probably do a follow-up episode on this specific exchange with what actual laws are being breached here. Because we've talked about Binance before. We've talked about DeFi and Smart Chain. you got the battle of the banks versus the battle of DeFi. And business is not always clean. So people can say one thing, you're not following the rules, but they can move the goalposts. They can just say in a roundabout way, we don't want your business here. You're a threat to us. Or or maybe it is a risky platform. Who knows? But these are decisions you have to make in life. You have to decide what's important for you. Do you want to sign up and give investing in crypto a shot? Do you want to try and spend $100? You have to decide what's important to you. What does your future look like? How are you going to invest? Where are you going to put your $100? Are you going to try and sell something online? Are you going to sell something on Kijiji? The value you get from learning based on your own decisions will be way more than a get rich quick scheme because people who often get rich quick don't have the other part developed where they say, I'm going to keep my money. I'm going to diversify. I'm going to grow in other areas. They may just double down. And even if you win, that double down could end up back to zero. And then maybe you give up and all of a sudden you don't invest anymore. And I think that's the biggest crime in itself. People will always never have the best intentions. You can't stop that. You can't change everyone. But you can change how you react, how you invest, how you decide what to do with your time. And ultimately, that's the secret to success, in my opinion, is no matter what's going on around you, how do you conduct yourself? How do you learn and grow? That's exactly it. A lot of the episodes we talked about before, about
1: planning ahead, about strategizing, having multiple streams of income, this all ties in together. And there's a good reason for it. Because That's how many of those who made it big made it this way. And there's a method to the madness. So always do your research, push above your weight, and try to look into how you can improve yourself. And just keep in mind that even though it's nice to make 5x, 10x, 20x, 100x on your money, usually it doesn't happen overnight. And if it does, it's an opportunity that you're able to capitalize on and just make sure that you make that
0: money grow even further. That makes a lot of sense. So just to summarize, rug pulls happen in the literal sense, in the metaphorical sense. There are things that happen that are unplanned. It's how you deal with it afterwards and how you approach life moving forward that counts. So when something doesn't work, how do you learn about it and try something different next time? How do you talk to someone who's done it right? So if you tried a business that didn't work out, find someone who's successful. See if you can learn from them. With all this content online, You can learn how to get fit. You can learn how to make money. All these things. There's a wealth of information from pretty much anywhere. So just work on getting those circles built up of who you talk to, what you consume, what you pay attention to. And I think eventually people go from being the student to the teacher. So you can do years and years or months of research, and all of a sudden you know enough to maybe teach your friends or you know enough to make a YouTube video. And eventually you fall into this path of, Adding value to the world. And I think that's what it's all about. People get rewarded for adding value. That's the economics of society of being an influencer, of being a business person. Value is not a one to one game. It's give value out and eventually you get value back. This is a long term game. Long term invest in yourself. There's no reason why you should just try one thing and then give up. People who try hobbies who said, I'm not good. So do some soul searching, find out. What do you really want? What do you want to try? And the secret to business, which I'm slowly learning, is what can you try for low cost? Can you try two or three things? And when one catches on, can you make that consistent? Can you grow it from there? Over time, that will build up into something. And all of a sudden, you've built a business. You'll probably be surprised with how far you've come. And all of a sudden, on the outside, you are doing what you enjoy. And you are learning. You are growing. And all these kinds of things. So I just wanted to wrap up with that. The same way you don't put all your money into a restaurant business, don't put all your money into one token that's high risk, unless you have lots of conviction about it, you've done your homework. And number two, you better be prepared if it does go to zero. So with that said, let's wrap up today's episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of Methodical Millions, where you can better your future and better yourself.
1: Thanks, everyone.